Good evening, friends, followers, and fellow book lovers. I'm excited to bring you this new episode where I share with you a book I've recently read. This book is prepared by um, doing this weird Mike Lover. Now, some of you may have never heard of him. Um, he is the uh, founder of a, a organization, a training organization called Fieldcraft Survival, and he has um, helped to create a community organization called American Contingency, whose main goal is to help people to be prepared for a crisis, uh, whether it's natural or I mean any kind of natural disaster, things like that. Um, so I, I got to tell you that um, I read this book for three reasons, or the three reasons I read this book is one, I believe in being prepared. Uh, as some of you guys know, I grew up as an army brat. And so there's just certain things that we had to be ready to do at a moment's notice, at a moment's notice. Yeah. Living overseas, uh, we did drills where our parents were bused to the schools. And then we were, we were, we were put on buses and trans, we, we didn't actually go from the schools, but we would meet up at the schools and get our families together, the moms and the kids or the spouses and the kids, the dads and the kids, depending on who was the active duty member. And then from there, the plan was to bus us to the nearest airport and get us out of the country. So we had to have a bag ready to go. Like we did that for a long time. Um, number two, I believe I need to improve my personal skills. Uh, the things that I'm capable of doing. I like to camp. I like to do other things. I like to learn to hunt. Number three, I believe that a community is pre with prepared people has a better chance to survive natural disasters. Um, you can see that in parts of the country where people or some people have developed those kind of things. Um, so uh, it's just something I believe in. You can disagree. That's fine. Um, three leadership principles or three things that Mike does that stands out. Um, he speaks out about the importance of taking care of yourself. Just basic stuff. Number two, the ability to take care of other people. Whether you have a family or you're single or it's you and your dog, whatever the case may be, being able to take care of yourself and then others. And then number three, the importance about, of being part of a community. And I really can't emphasize that enough. And it doesn't have to be a church. It doesn't have to be a, a social club. Um, it could just be you and a couple neighbors that you're good friends and you're learning to do different things and you're teaching each other. I mean, shoot, I got a buddy who, I got friends who taught me how to hang sheetrock and um, to put in flooring and stuff. So, all right. Um, six things from the book. Uh, I'm going to go with, so this is going to be a little different. I'm going to go with two quotes and then two topics. Um, all right. In catastrophe, you can derive the same kinds of benefits from sufficient preparedness that we get from, from them in combat. When you remove the tactical military layer from preparedness, 
and strip it down to its fundamental elements, it becomes clear as day that no integrated sense of preparedness can help any person out there prevent, survive, and overcome any kind of disaster they might face. Can help. So developing your own systems, your your skill sets, your um, resilience will help you be able to handle anything from a car accident to, you know, a storm, uh, tearing up your house. There, there's just, or taking out your power. Uh, I was talking to a friend today and there with that power for the second time in a week. Well, she has, she has solar lamps. She has a bunch of different things that they have in their home. Yeah, it's a little warmer than they'd like because the AC is not working, but for the most part, they're fine. All right. Um, number two, the ability to withstand the initial shock when catastrophe strikes and then having the wherewithal to respond in a timely and constructive manner. Manner. So one of the things that um that has happened this year is um you get a car accident and no one was injured i'm super thankful for that okay uh but one of the things that did happen is i was there the whole time i didn't freak out i didn't lose my mind uh once i checked on my son and he was fine i got out of my car to go check on the other driver because i was concerned about them now, I didn't have a big old med kit or anything like that in my car. I just wanted to see if they were okay, if there's anything I could do to help them in this situation. Now, no problem there. The driver's vehicle was beat up, but they were fine. Being able to keep your mind in tough situations is, is not just for the military, the police, the firefighters, your EMTs. Anyone can develop those kind of things in themselves if they're willing to put in the work. And that that can become difficult um, if you're not willing to put yourself out there to do that. Number three, you won't rise to the to the occasion. You will fall to the level of your training. And I got to tell you what. It is about training. It, it really is. Because even as something as simple as getting cut on a knife in a sink or breaking a glass and getting cut um, to uh, kicking a fireplace. Let me tell you, there's different things. Uh, I don't know if you can see that there. So that is a skinned knuckle. I sharpen our kitchen knives on a regular basis. And uh, I was doing dishes and the knife flipped in the sink. Like I have, I set it across and it flipped. And um, I thought I had pulled my hand back fast enough, but the blade had just literally just skinned my, my knuckle. I just took a few layers to skin off. Oh, and not a big deal, right? For a lot of people, that's not a big deal. 
some people that can't stand blood, that might be a bigger deal. Um, but just real quick, took it, cleaned it up, put a Band-Aid on it. Not a big deal. What if you take a finger off? I have a friend. He actually ran his hand through a saw on accident. He lost three of his fingers. But he kept it together enough to get help. He didn't just lose his mind. But he kept it together and he got help. Number four. You need to have an honest accounting for what you can and cannot do physically in terms of stamina and strength. Mentally, in terms of tough decisions and hard choices. And tactically, in terms of skills and abilities. Uh, one of the things that Mike talks a lot about in his book is Hurricane Ida, which came through New Orleans. Um, some I don't remember what year anymore. Um, 2014 comes to mind, but I could be completely wrong on that date. Hurricane Ida comes through, and because of Hurricane Katrina, some people were more prepared than others. And they were able to then take care of needs, take care of their families. Uh, sometimes they had to drive people off because, excuse me, there were people that were coming, going door to door and stealing and stuff. All right. Number five. Number five is more of a concept and it's an everyday carry. And since I was 12 years old, I carry two things in my pocket. Uh, pretty sure I have the other one. Oh, wait. So I moved it I carry two things in my pocket. Since I was 12 years old, and um, one was a pocket knife, and for the longest time, until I was about 20, I think, I carried a Swiss Army knife because I had been a Boy Scout. And the other one was a lighter, just a big lighter, because, no, I didn't smoke. No, I did have some friends that smoked, um, but just certain things that were were tools I felt I needed um, first as a Boy Scout, and then it just evolved into the things that I carried with me every day. And you know, I can't tell you how many times a day I use a knife for little tasks, opening mail. Um, I'm eating lunch at work, and I've got a bigger chunk of meat than I thought, and so I cut it down. Um, I, I mean, I have a knife that I carry with me all the time. Absolutely all the time. Uh, and when I'm not wearing like a pair of like if I'm wearing like a pair of shorts, like I'm now I'm wearing sport shorts, I'll wear this because it's just a little knife. It's got a lan lanyard on it. I wear it around my neck. It's not it's not a big deal. It's there. I, I even I use that. Uh, the other night I was going through the mail that was here on the desk and I wanted to open something. I want to cut open an envelope because it looked kind of, excuse me, like it could be legal documents. And so, boom, just busted it out. That was number five. Number six, first aid. Um, I carry this in my bag. Uh, in my bag, I take with me to work and everywhere else. And I don't know if we can get you to see how well it's okay. So you got a little antibiotic ointment. You've got a little medical tape. And then I've got a bunch of different size band-aids. And um, 
I can't tell you how many times I've used this for other people, not myself. Uh, one of the ones that sticks out in the memory to me for some reason is we were in Arlington National Cemetery um, outside of Washington, D.C. And uh, there's a little girl that fell and skinned her knee. And my wife's like, don't you have some band-aids in your bag? Well, yeah, yeah, I do. Hold on a sec. Got out. Said, hey, uh, I got some band-aids here if you'd like. You know, talking to the father and the mother that were there. And uh, just little things. Little things like that. Um, and, and so, you know, I had a guy cut himself at work. Well, there's a medical kit up at the front of the building, but he's bleeding right now. And, oh, hey, you know, I got some band-aids. What, what, what size do you think you need? Just a, it's just a little boo-boo kit. It's just a little thing. Um, cut Depending on your work, maybe you already have something like that because you, you're regularly cutting cut or you're, you know, getting hurt. Maybe at your work, you cannot carry a pocket knife kind of a knife, but you carry like a razor knife. You know, it's got a razor blade in it. And you can, you know, they've got fancy ones now. Back in my day, it was just a box cutter and it wasn't up fancy. Um, so, oh, uh, speaking of everyday carry and the first aid stuff, um, my dad was primarily responsible for the everyday carry stuff for me. Uh, not, not that he bought anything for me, but because, you know, when you're, you're 12, here's your pocket knife. You know, you've earned your, it was totem chip for Boy Scouts at the time. Um, and that showed that you had knife handling and you, you could handle a knife and a hatchet or an ax. You could use a saw properly. You can use those tools. Um, and then um, for the lighter, man, anybody that back in those days could just go to less 7-Eleven and buy a lighter or downtown in Germany where we lived into one of their little shops or whatever. I, or even at the PX, really, the post exchange. Uh, so I, I just carried them, you know. Even had well, I did have candles in my room too, so I used that. But so look, prepared. It doesn't matter where you're living, you can do something to improve your own personal preparedness. It's up to you. I'm not gonna come in your home and judge you, but I would recommend that you get Mike's book because it doesn't tell you what specific things to do. It teaches you about mindset, like the things that you need to think about. And what in in aspects of physical preparedness, like like what things you need, and mental preparedness, and what kind of things you need to do, maybe or, or consider doing, to improve your mental resilience. Um, I can tell you guys that that it makes a big difference in your life when you feel comfortable with a situation, or with you know you feel comfortable going into a situation. And something's going on and you're able to um, help out or it's you and, you know, ah, this happened and I got to, how can I take care of this? Um, so yeah, grab that book too. Um, enjoy it. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoy this episode, please like and share it. If you or someone you know 
are looking to level up your leadership and people skills. That's what I do at Turning Leave Solutions. I'm a transition coach. I help people work towards a promotion or transition to a new career field. You can connect with me with me at turningleafs.com and book a free consultation right there. I hope you guys go out and make it a great, great day. I hope you guys go out and make it a great week. This is Iron Will out. <laughs>